Hola gente, welcome back to the Dos Giris family. We're glad to have you here again. So today we're gonna to be talking about a kind of a tricky verb. It's got a lot of different meanings. Sometimes it's a modal verb, sometimes it's its own standalone verb. This verb is deber. Very tricky. We're gonna get into that right after this intro. Hey everybody, uh, so we're back, and like we said, we're gonna be talking about deber today. Uh, very tricky verb, and I definitely did not have a full understanding of this verb for years and years of speaking Spanish. And then, so Andres and I were saying, I think it would be useful to really get into this, and then especially get into the parts where we got a little bit confused about. Specifically, what is the difference between debe and debería? But there's some other things to talk about too. Andres, can you hit us with um, can you hit, us, hit us with a brief overview of what deber is? What is deber? It's a weird verb. Yeah, dude, this this verb is pretty tricky, and uh, I'm gonna plead ignorance to some extent because it, it remains a bit mystery, mysterious, in my opinion. And to start, I want to tell viewers or listeners how all this came about. I was listening to uh, I was watching a movie and I was reading the subtitles. And as I heard him say something, I literally didn't understand why he chose that usage of the verb deber. And then I, I consulted you, and you kind of explained it. And the sentence was, debía estar muerto. And it's like, to me, that should be definitely conditional, because he was talking like he should be dead, right? But he's not dead. And then you explained it in the past and how it could possibly work they made it that way. And then this whole thing snowballed and kind of we realized this way that they made it complicated. Yeah. Not just in tenses, but even when you just try to like use it flat out. Um, so we're, we're going to try to deviate or steer clear of any straight translations. Yeah, it looks like you want to say something. I, I just wanted to say, um, because you were talking about seeing Deber and Deberia on the screen and being a little bit confused about that. I wanted to say the way I first heard of the main translations for uh, Debe, I heard as a main translation being must, and then Deberia as a main translation being should. And it turns out it's not actually that simple um, because that's all that's what I wanted to say. I'm going to pass it back over to Andres, but that was the main thing is we originally hear Debe as must. And debería as should, but that's again we can't translate them for specific words because it's kind of contextual. Um, so can you get back into it? Yeah. So after me and Mike discussed for a good while, we kind of came to the conclusion that deber um, it, it it slides. It has like this sliding effect when you use it. So debes hacer algo could mean that you must, right? And that they're going to tell you that that's what it is. But in fact, it could also mean just should. And we want to introduce the way to think about it when you hear the, the verb get used. And debería uh, also could be should. So what was one of the examples that we were throwing around earlier? Um, like, uh, so, so yeah, so I feel like the, the main difference that we were looking up when we were doing research for this episode to totally make sure we got it down um, is that deberia you can use when there exist other possibilities. Uh, and that kind of makes sense because deberia is the conditional form of deber when there exists, when there are other realities or other possibilities that could happen. Um, so we're saying, basically, if I say the package should arrive tomorrow by 5 p.m., 
I'm not saying, I'm not like looking at the package and telling it, you must arrive by 5 p.m. tomorrow. I'm, I'm kind of guessing. I'm like, oh, it should happen. I think it should. Um, but with that example, there exists the possibility that maybe a hurricane happens, blows the USPS truck totally off course, or the Correos truck totally off course, and it does not arrive. Um, so with that, we have to say deberia, because there totally exists the possibility of, of there not being, of the, of, sorry, of there being, there exists, mm, there totally exists the possibility of there being an alternate reality in which it doesn't arrive by 5 p.m. So we must use a conditional there. Andres, can you do the one about the, um, about the studying for the exam, maybe, and showing how we can do the two examples with that? Sure, sure, yeah, we can run with that. So, if I wanted to tell my friend or my son or somebody that they need to study for the test to get to, to pass, then you might be tempted to think that you're just giving a plain suggestion like deberías estudiar para aprobar el examen. But the problem that we have with this is what Mike just said. There's a bunch of hypothetical scenarios that linger in the peripherals here, and it makes it sound like you could also not study and go ahead and pass the test too. And if you want to do the same suggestion, um, it seems like you're using a lot firmer tone, but it doesn't necessarily have to be so. You could tell them, debes estudiar para aprobar el examen. And while it's like ever so slightly more forceful, the reason that we picked to use it instead of the conditional is because it's like an understood fact that that both you know and and yeah, pretty much isn't it just that? Like the fact that everyone kind of agrees that in order to pass this test, you need to be studying. So while it's slightly firmer, um, it's really still the same meaning. It's just the way that it's yeah. viewed. Yeah, so, so but outside by others. Yeah, I would say that's uh that's a really good way to describe it. Like if I say, let me give one more example of deberia. If I say deberia hacer sol mañana, I'm saying it should be sunny tomorrow. But again, I mean like in that context, maybe it won't be because of the way that weather works. We don't know exactly what the weather's going to be like. Something else could happen. Uh do you have another example of saying debe? Of where we should say debe? Yeah, all right, so back to, you can almost think of this as like an axiom. If, if it's something that a lot of people agree on or we all see societally as kind of like a, a, just a general fact, then that suggestion is really, it's a really good choice to use debes, assuming that you're saying it to the person in front of you instead of deberías. Um, so debes comer más sano. Look, I, a, a year ago, I would have said, and that's because I didn't want to be too forceful and, and like confrontational in that suggestion. But having this new lens to kind of interpret deber through, I, I believe I would always opt with debes comer más sano because, look, this is an understood thing. Like a doctor would tell you it. Any, any, really, anyone who's been around for the last 20 years is all in accordance that we should eat more healthy. So that's why you would tend towards this side of the scale, Davis, rather than Debedias. Really, and I got a thing to say afterwards, but I, I see you itching to talk, so what's up? Oh man, I'm just so glad that you said it that way because that was my main 
sense of a little bit of anxiety with using this verb because I always was thinking, am I sounding like a dick? Am I trying to tell people you must do things when I'm trying to say you should do something? And I always really wanted to avoid that. And that was, uh, and that's just what Andres hit on is that it's not really that difference when we're saying debes versus deberías. It's more of, is this very well known? Yeah, so another perfect example is no debes fumar. You shouldn't smoke. Everybody and their brother knows it's terrible for you to smoke tobacco. Why, like, we don't, this isn't some big secret. Everybody knows that. No debes fumar. So if I say no deberías fumar, that would sound kind of weird almost. That would just, that would be like, hey, no deberías fumar, but maybe it's not, maybe it's not so bad. scoop as to why they shouldn't be smoking, that you have like a reason to be telling them that they aren't aware of. Yeah, you know? yeah they, they know, they know that. Yeah, we're not telling them anything, any new information. Mm. And do you think that we've sufficiently explained this? Because if we have, I just got another thing to mention with debería. Yeah, I think okay. so. An alternative is deber de. And you can use this verb in two ways. I mean, it's the same verb, but when you couple it with the preposition de, it gets, let's just say, a bit more versatile. So it can mean debería. So to take the example from earlier, Mike said, el paquete debería llegar mañana a las cinco, or something like this. It's also completely satisfactory to drop el paquete debería llegar mañana a las cinco. And that's just um, injecting the sentence with a bit of hypothesis or letting the listener know that I'm kind of, I'm just guessing here. It should, you know, um, if we translate it, we'd say should in English, mm -hmm. but it has a, my teeth, a, a, a bit of a nuance where I'm not sure if it will be there at five o'clock. Yeah, um, so let me give one more example of that. If you see someone who just, you know, ran a, like a marathon or something, you could say, debes de estar muy cansado, no? Uh, because like you would suppose that they are very tired, but who knows? I mean, maybe, maybe not. It's, you know, it's possible they're like a freak athlete and they, they're going to go run an ultra marathon right after that. I don't know. But it would, you're, when you're saying debe de, you're saying it stands to reason that this thing yeah. and you're like, oh, based on the context, I think that it'll be this way. Um, yeah, okay, so let me hit another one real quick. There's another way to use debes with a pre, or sorry, deber with a preposition afterwards. If you say debe a, or really the way you'll hear it more is say debe a, and that's saying like what it's owed to. Um, so you could say mis, mis notas altas se deben a mi horario de estudiar. Like uh, you, you could say my high grades are are due to my studying schedule. If I'm a, a great student and I like every day between 6 and 9 p.m. I'm sitting down, I'm hitting the books and I'm studying, well, that's what it's due to. Uh, and that is just, that hits the other, one of the other definitions of deber is uh, to be owed to. So if you say, say deber, that's to be owed to, but I can also owe Andres like 10 bucks. Le debo a él, 10 pavos, or 10 pesos, or 10 dólares, or like whatever you want to say. Um, yeah, so deber can also mean to owe. <laughs> That's what I got for that one. You got one? <laughs> kind of deals. <laughs>
Yeah, so uh, the only thing is I would like to introduce the verb that you just talked about, se debe a, in its full form as an infinitive. So it's debe se a, and it's just to be due to something. So your example nailed it. So, um, dude, I think that you covered it really nicely, and probably the last thing we can do is give listeners the debería haber. Ooh, yes, perfect, great one. Take it away. Okay. Oh, I find this construction so useful. Uh, it's when you want to talk about something that should have happened, right? So you can't just stop with debería, right? You have to use the, um, well, the verb haber afterwards. So if I want to say, like, you should have came to the party, it was amazing, then I would say deberías haber venido a la fiesta, right? Um... But yeah, this this verb's really easy to use in that in that construction because once you know conditional, it's always just going to be debería, 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 debería. Oh, can I so. just say this? I just want to say uh, I want to point this out specifically that remember that Andres said deberías with the conditional, not debías in the imperfect, which you might think because it's talking about the past, but it's talking about the past in something that actually did not happen. So remember. If we're talking about the past, we're talking about something with the. Uh, if we're talking about the past with the, uh, with the imperfect or with the preterito with the preterite, then we're talking about things that did happen. If we're talking about something that actually didn't happen, but we're talking about an alternate possibility of you should have come, it's got to be the conditional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until you really, really get into it, then I think that you could sneak by saying things like debías haber venido, but oh, no. but as a different tone. And if we really want to talk about that, I think it's more appropriate for uh, another lesson, honestly. But yeah, um, then you would just be using a different tense and implying something else. So stick with anything suggestive with the conditional. Um, Deberías haber pensado un poco más antes de tomar esa acción. O dar ese paso. Yeah. So cool, man. Um, for people that have been with us these last 10 or so minutes, we really hope you walk away having a way stronger understanding of deber. I would say drop a couple of lines in the comments if you guys have anything that you want left that, that needs covered. Um, Mike, did we crush it okay? I think we I think we crushed it today. We're getting in, we're getting the topic down, and we're getting out. That's what the people want to see. Heck yeah. Much love from those kitties. Hasta la próxima. Hasta la próxima, chicos. Venga.